the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast had a mix of clouds and sun going, still for a little while longer. 46 the high, clear skies tonight, low 30. Sunday tomorrow for a while, some clouds later in the day, and a high of 43. Peeking ahead into the weekend, a little chillier. Sunny on Saturday, 33 the high though, and for Sunday, kind of cloudy and a high of just 36. Sixers with a nice win last night, 117-109. Joel Embiid, 42 points. Tobias Harris adding 22. They are home tomorrow night again against Boston at 7.30. Flyers are at the Boston Bruins tonight at 7. And in our pre-born partnership, looking at the scoreboard, if you will, we are looking to find support for 560 ultrasounds to provide for young women and girls uh, who might choose to terminate their pregnancy and just a chance to see their baby, what's growing inside, can often speak volumes very sensitive subject, uh, but also a very powerful way of, of conveying that pro-life message. So each of the ultrasounds is $28. Our goal is 560 of them by the end of the month, January being Sanctity of Human Life Month. And so far, 328 down. That's fantastic. Just 232 to go. So if you want to help out, the number is 800-850, I'm sorry, 833-850. Baby, 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. It's also the preborn banner at WFIL.com. Thank you so much for everyone who's helped out so far. We'll do a few shout-outs later on. Folks who have chipped in and, and said, let's uh, stand up for life in this very peaceful way, uh, but very powerful way, too. Uh, speaking of shout-outs, hello, Victoria. How you doing? Welcome doing to a new day. Well, it's Friday Eve. Yeah, you like that, don't you? That's my word. <laughs> Friday yeah. Eve. I, until it's a good day I, so far. Until I met you, I'd never heard that before. <laughs> but I suppose it's, uh, it's certainly true. Your day yeah. been going all right so far? Yes, it has. Just very busy, okay. but plugging along. Okay, that's good. One foot in front of the other. Uh, the shout-out I wanted to do is to Will. Will is a Montgomery County guy, and he inspected our chimney this morning. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And did the cleaning thing. I realized that we hadn't had our chimney cleaned since 2016. Wow. You know how you have certain things you look up when you're thinking? I do not have a chimney at my house, but I didn't know you you have to get them re-cleaned every once in a while. Yeah. Well, occasionally, like it could be going to the dentist. When's the last time you had a physical at the doctor or whatever? Oh, that was like last fall, right? Like uh, three years ago. So... I'm realizing because we'd like to build a fire in the winter. Nice. At uh, 
Well, I want to make sure I don't have a house fire. I figured it's probably who, safe and, and good to get it cleaned. Who, who was it that uh, – I'm trying to remember. There was a celebrity not too long ago, talk show host or something, who actually had a house fi- a chimney fire, burned her house down. Wow. I don't want to speculate. I have a couple names in my head. But it was someone fairly well-known who just – their chimney caught on fire. So uh, creosote is something I learned about today. I've heard the – word but it's kind of the buildup of when the smoke goes up and all that and eventually that can catch on fire so not knowing we only do a few every winter maybe maybe a half a dozen so i'm thinking i don't think we probably have a problem but i should get it checked out so we don't inadvertently burn the house down not like we have a few hundred bucks lying around you know just uh let's get the chimney done but the truth is it's a good investment you don't certainly don't want to inadvertently cause a problem it so, prevents other problems for, well yeah like burning your house down so yes uh so Will, it was his dad's business for like almost 30 years, and then he took over with his brother or brother-in-law, and they take pride in it. And he, we got to talking at the end. He was educating me on stuff. They Very high tech. They have cameras that go up into the chimney and take pictures so he can actually see up close. He said, you know, back in the day, my dad was more of a just dig in and, and do the work. And occasionally maybe take a picture if there's a problem spot. He says, now we really want to make it so we can examine everything. It's kind of hard. So he had a whole, like, iPad full of pictures, different angles. So he says, yeah, and we'll give you the access to all these pictures so you can check it out. Anyhow, so it's it's one of those deals where I wanted to do a shout-out because I was like, oh, yeah, I work at a radio Chimney station. Chimney cleaning with technology. It's uh, Helping out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. When I think of chimneys like uh, cleaning, I think of like the sweeps from Mary Poppins. I don't know if that's quite the same thing, but that's what pops in my mind. Well, you know, so there you have it. Uh, speaking of Mary Poppins, by the way, so shout out, <laughs> shout out to Will. Uh, yeah, and, and thank you for coming because he educated me too. I liked learning, and, and and you could tell he took pride in that, and he's learned a lot from his dad. Um, Family business. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot to be said for for that. Uh, speaking of Mary Poppins, did I tell you our daughter Tori turns 15 on Saturday? Wow. Coming up. And she's our special flavor girl Aww. who who has had all kinds of challenges in her lifetime, almost died a couple times early in life. Um, she doesn't have a diagnosis, but if you had to kind of pick one thing, it'd be cerebral palsy and has a, a lot of physical challenges. And anyhow, God's uh, used her little life in, in many ways. She doesn't say any words. She makes some sounds. She's smart enough to make indications when we ask her a question. She'll get a big smile on her face. Or Anyhow, um, we're at a point in our lives, we've actually had probably 10 different people, maybe 15, kind of help in the day-to-day with our daughter. Um, she's getting bigger now. We actually need two people. We have different aides who come to the house. My wife spearheads the whole thing. But we've had some really great people over the years. And uh, we've been in this journey with our daughter for a lot of years now, and so there's a there's there's a there's a tiredness, uh, to be frank, that comes in because it's just a lot of work. And anybody's had to care for somebody, whether it's a, a you know an aging parent or perhaps a, a someone with special needs or something like that. You know, there's a lot of work involved and there's there's stress involved, uh, but God's good. So we're we're very I'm not complaining actually. I would I wouldn't want anything any other way to, than to have our our Victoria Joy in our lives. Same name as you, Victoria. Yes. Right. Anyway, so just the other day, my wife and I were talking about kind of the desire, like, Lord, would you provide someone for us who could provide a bit of a shot in the arm? Because carrying this, and a lot of folks, like dozens of people have actually been part of our lives in this journey. But could you 
provide maybe a new quarterback, uh, well, junior quarterback, whatever, to kind of help in the day to day. Like, and we both said like Mary Poppins, you know, that whole you mentioned that with the chimney sweep, right? Mm. So, anyhow, that's where her birthday party this Saturday because she turns fifteen this Saturday is a Mary Poppins birthday party. Oh my goodness! So I don't. That's so, funny how it, that tied in together. That's all it. See, anyway, so all that to say, um, I don't know what. <laughs> just open, say hello, and that's how the day has unfolded. But I do feel good that the chi- oh, he did say our chimney guy will said we do have some cracks. The tile is the the chimney tile. He says it's like terracotta, like like what you make um uh potted plants out of, like the the the, the material from when it was built. It's probably like sixty years ago. So it's like he says it's the original tile. It's lasted this long, but he said you really should that's probably thinner. Correct. I don't. I'm not really good at that kind of stuff, I, but it's, it's I don't like know. It's I just know that it's uh, it's got some cracks in it. But it's, he says you, you probably need to get it replaced sooner rather than later. But you'll you'll be okay, especially for now. You're only doing a, an occasional fire. So anyhow, um, yeah. So that was good to get that checked off the list this morning, and uh, glad to be here this afternoon. We have a special guest. Is Name is Gary Thomas, and he's written a book called The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be. And it's a timely book. It actually was written about 20 years ago, and he has a revised version of it. He's a very well-known speaker. He's traveled the world and um, been in just about every state, 49 out of 50 states he's spoken in as a speaker. And uh, he's based in Houston, Texas. So he's going to join us uh, to talk about this new book. I'm working on getting some copies to give away because I think that would be kind of nice. We like to give away different prizes and things if you hadn't noticed. And so we'll have a conversation with Gary. We like to have uh, authors on periodically. And I guess for a little while there, we just haven't had them on. But we're going to kind of get back into that. It's great to get a good book, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and sit and read and uh, and be blessed by that. So Gary's got a lot of wisdom to share. And we'll chat with him. Also want to try to get in by the end of the hour, that new KJ52 song called One Year Ago. I referenced it yesterday. I think KJ is going to join us tomorrow on our famous Friday show. And I want to give you a little heads up on what the music's about when we have him on for tomorrow. That and much more coming up. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 414 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you so much for listening in today. Again, if you want to help out in our partnership with Preborn, 328 ultrasounds down, 232 to go. Each one's $28. We're hoping to knock that out by the end of the month. Steady progress. Slow and steady wins the race. We can get there. 833-850-BABY to help. 833-850-2229. You can do a $140 gift that is uh, five of those ultrasounds. Whatever you can do. Some folks have done more. Some just do an even number, like $50 or $20. Whatever it is. If you don't feel like doing the math, that's okay. <laughs> 833-850-BABY. 833-850-2229. Or click the preborn banner at WFIL.com. Our guest today, Gary Thomas is his name in the book is called The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be. And uh, welcome aboard. How are you? I'm doing great, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations on the new version of the book, right? The original, well, it came out some time ago. It did, about 20 years ago, in fact. Okay. What led to the uh, to the update? Just noticing, hey. Yeah, well, it originally came out as, as part of a series that Dallas Willard edited on trying to recapture ancient practices of spiritual growth 
for modern believers. And it's the whole point about practicing the virtues, looking at growing to become like Christ, sort of like bodybuilders lift certain weights to build certain muscles. The ancients believed there are certain spiritual practices that build spiritual muscles. And NavPress really felt like, you know what, it's time for a new generation to recapture this timeless truth. It's old, but it's powerful. It's changed my life, and I was thrilled with the chance to update it and, and get to share it with a whole new generation. That's great. We'd love to we want to get into it here a little bit, uh, but just for a little backstory before that, just share a bit about how God got a hold of you in the first place so that you'd be in position to write such a book. Well, um, I feel very grateful that I really don't have a conscious memory without experiencing God as, as part of it. My parents raised me. Uh, I lived up in the Pacific Northwest. One of my earliest memories is walking up the steps of an old Baptist church. So I became a believer pretty young. I just, I knew I needed him. Mm. Uh, and, and he was there, you know, went up through the college and, and all of that. And then where, where the virtues really hit me is that I did kind of grow up in a tradition where I tried to define my faith by what I shouldn't do. You know, Christians shouldn't do this or that or this or that. And the virtues provided a whole different perspective for me to focus on what I could become. Think about the excellent qualities of Christ. Seek to become more like that, and then a lot of the vices just fall off. And, and for me, it was a life-changing approach to looking at spiritual growth, not in a legalistic way and not in a you know, works-oriented way, but in a life-giving way where I felt like God was giving me my life back by showing me how to become more like Christ. Uh, folks, it's tuning in. Gary Thomas has joined us. Uh, the book is called The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be. It's really a very, in a way it's simple, but it's very fundamental and easy to miss, perhaps, that, that virtues aren't about what you can't do. It's about what you can become. Right. It's you know, virtue is not a popular word today. <laughs> That's why I think they probably took it off the cover, trying to hide it till people got in. But they really are life-giving strengths. Mm. The, the, the sort of the theme throughout the book, and it begins the chapter about how God uses the virtues to give us our lives back. Uh, without virtues, we live with a lot of regret. We're often ashamed of what we've done. If a man is beholden to anger... He's pushing his loved ones away. He's getting involved in things in public that he's probably ashamed of, that he wishes, you know, at least nobody has a phone out or anything like that. Yeah. And, and the virtues are a way of, you know what, you can live a life that's not based on regrets, but thankfulness to God that his presence is there with you so that you don't have to wreck your family with that. For others, their life is wrecked by fear, and one of the virtues is courage. Being able to stand up, for some that's a big thing. Others, strength might be their thing, but they need to grow in the virtue of gentleness. They're too harsh with others, and that's pushing others away. So for me, it was just this brilliant approach, I believe, of the Christian classics where they just look, okay, we see this in Jesus, we see this in Jesus, we see this in Jesus. We'll never become as humble as Jesus. We'll never have the courage of Jesus. We'll never have the patience of Jesus. But like a bodybuilder tries to build certain muscles by focusing on certain weights, if we remember the virtues, understand what they mean, arm ourselves with the scriptures that talk about them, and then begin to practice them on a regular basis, we can become more gentle, more humble, more patient, more courageous. And for me, it was just a, a life-giving 
path of spiritual growth. You know, the word virtue itself, in a way, I think it's kind of a bridge word. Correct me if I'm wrong. It it feels like it points to character without necessarily, at least initially, signaling what's behind it compared to, say, like the fruit of the Spirit or something. Yeah. Um, it's a word you could use in a way that allows conversation with those who may not be uh, be believers of Christ uh, to talk about morals without necessarily starting with, like, the Bible says— uh, but you can get into that, the source of this. Am I off on that, or what are your thoughts on actually the no, word no, virtue? No. It, in, in the biblical language, the root word is actually strength. Rather than it being a, a word that puts people off, it's that you are strong enough to be patient. You are strong enough to be gentle. Here, here's a way a virtue kind of exemplifies that. When my kids were little, you know, we would have this game. They're grown now, but um, they could squeeze my hand as hard as they want. You know, they would try to hurt me by squeezing my hand, and yeah. when they really, they, they 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 couldn't. But if I just gave them a little squeeze, you know, not to hurt them, but they could feel, like, oh, you know, it'd be. It's the strong hand that needs to be gentle. A lot of people think of gentleness as weak. It's a great strength when somebody has really messed up, and instead of responding with your own sense of grievance or your own sense of outrage, you can be gentle with them as God was gentle with you. It takes a lot of strength to be patient. It takes strength to have courage. I haven't mentioned the virtue of detachment, getting rid of the desires that often lead us to sin. It takes a lot of strength to live a life of detachment, to detach yourself from the things that tend to lead you astray. So I, I really like that image of a bodybuilder because I think it, it's like becoming spiritually strong. And Tim, the problem I think we've had in the church is that we tell people to go through the sinner's prayer, and then we say, just grow. And like, how? And it, it's like telling somebody to just become filled with muscles. You, well, let me see how you do a curl. Let me see what you do for a push-up. Let me see you know, how, how you do a pull-up and whatnot. We've never given Christians the tools that bodybuilders give to, to those in the gym, and I, I just think this is an opportunity for us to do that. Gary Thomas is our guest. He's a writer, speaker, uh, serves on the teaching team at his church in Houston, and also author of a lot of books, in, including The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be, uh, you know, as you're speaking there, too, about the virtue, I guess, of gentleness, uh, Proverbs 25, 15 comes to mind where it says, through patience, a ruler can be persuaded and a gentle tongue can break a bone. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, see, I, and I never, Tim, I never would have aspired to gentleness on my own because I kind of think of gentle people as a little bit weak. But what shocked me is when I realized that the Bible predicted in Zechariah, a verse that was repeated in Matthew 25, that the Messiah would be gentle, riding on a donkey. Jesus affirmed that he was gentle uh, when he says, I am gentle and humble of heart. The only time he uses two virtues to describe himself there, that's Matthew 11:29, And then in 2 Corinthians 10, 1, Paul says, I have appealed to you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. So we have the Bible predicting that Jesus would be gentle, Jesus affirming I am gentle. The early church who saw Jesus face to face said, yeah, he was gentle. You can make that appeal. However we want to understand Jesus, he was gentle in the way he dealt with people. And so all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if that's how Jesus was, that's how I want to be because the Bible makes it clear that's who he was. 
Um, and, and so those are some surprising things for me. I would go down some corners where I don't know that I would aspire to be like that were it not that you could see him in Jesus himself. Gary Thomas is our guest, best-selling author of uh, a lot of books, including Sacred Marriage, The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be, is the one we're talking about today, the revised edition. Back with more in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show at WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 427 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, just type in Tim DeMoss Show. Chat with Gary Thomas, who is author of the book, The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be. Uh, share for a minute, if you would, how the book's put together, how it's laid out, and you know, how the virtues themselves are you know, connected or not connected, or if there's a specific order for them. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of begins with a, a, a funny story about my wife and I. We were in Colorado on vacation, and they have these hot springs out there. And we were going from pool to pool to pool. And in one pool where my wife and I were, a bachelorette party came in, okay. a bunch of young women. <laughs> yeah. And as they were sitting there, they just began talking about all of the things they were doing to try to look younger. I mean, it was astonishing the things they do to the body, the, the, the lotions and everything. And what I'm saying, yeah, this is what all the Kardashians are doing now, whatnot. We got out of that pool, and my wife said to me, does it, does it bother you that I just don't really focus on things like that? And I'd just been reading William Law. He was an 18th century Anglican, great writer on the Christian life. And he, he basically said this, that women and men should earnestly pursue humility patience, generosity, faith, compassion, courage, kindness, list all of these virtues with the same intensity that those in the world pursue wealth, fame, worldly achievement, and physical beauty. And so it's just a call to a different form of life that our first call shouldn't be wealth or fame or physical appearance. Our first pursuit, the glorious pursuit, should be to become like Christ. And that's what the Bible urges on us. Second Peter 1 says, for this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge, to knowledge self-control. And he goes on and mentions all of these virtues. So the Bible makes it clear there's some cooperation involved in, in making every effort. That's not a half half-hearted effort. That's like you're trying to qualify for the Olympics. You're making every effort to add to your faith. You're not relying on a sinner's prayer. You want to grow in these wonderful virtues. And so then trying to lay out a couple of verses, why this is important, why it matters, going through the virtues. And you, we mentioned some of them. Humility is such a key virtue. I mean, the, the classics call it the queen of the virtues. Um, and so there's two chapters on that. But then we get into other things like surrender. I mentioned detachment, which was really helpful for me. Because so often we only look at temptation when it presents itself. How do I deal with this desire? And the ancients admitted, look, if you really desire something, eventually you're going to do it. We're just not that strong mm. as human beings. And so detachment is learning how to remove yourself from the desire that leads to sin. It's sort of like building a wall so that you don't just have to wait until temptation hits. You have some tools to lessen the impact of that temptation once it's there. Um, of course, there's the virtue of love, 
chastity, generosity, vigilance was one I hadn't thought of. How, how, how many times Jesus said, take care, watch out, be careful to, to look over your soul, sort of guarding it. Uh, patience, discernment, thankfulness, gentleness, fortitude or courage, um, obedience and penitence. And, and that's not even an exhaustive list, even though that's a lot of them. Uh, you know, you can't make a book look like an encyclopedia. So it, it's not an exhaustive list, but it's enough to let somebody realize, okay, if I focus on this virtue for a month, if I focus on this virtue for a couple weeks, or I get into a study group, I could be a different person in December than I am today. Just like some of you said, they're going on a weight loss program or something, they say, well, I'm not going to be able to do it all in January, but hopefully I'll look different in that shirt or that dress in December than I do in January. Well, this is the same thing internally with the virtues, that I'll look like a different Christian. I'll be stronger in this area and in that area. Yeah, you know, uh, folks just tuning in, Gary Thomas is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. He is author of The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be. You touched on it earlier, and I think it bears repeating, just so folks are, who wouldn't, theoretically, on the surface, who wouldn't want to be more patient or who wouldn't want to be more humble? Like, but, but I think what may stop people, it could be a lot of different things, whether it's actually the work involved, but the notion of uh, whether it's legal, like uh, legalistic, like I'm doing this just to try to be a better person or more moral. Like that's not what you're talking about. And you're not talking about in God loving you more. It's just like, don't you want to, if you're a football player, don't you want to be able to catch more passes and run faster or whatever? Like, you train to do that. You're intentional. You have a plan. It's not like, oh, you're so legalistic. Look at all the practice you're putting in. So I think because even there's a difference between uh, becoming a believer in the first place, con- being converted, and then what comes beyond that. Maybe you could uh, speak to that because I might help people. The bigger perspective, kind of covering over all the virtues, is is the motivating, like what they're, why you would pursue them, and what what they are, what they're not. Yeah. Maybe that's a yeah. good way of putting it. Tim, Tim, you really get it. You, you do. Just from your question, I can tell you get it. Because I'll see somebody playing an instrument that. What if I could play an instrument like that? Or you see some of the catches that wide receivers make. You thought, man, what if I trained? If I could, I mean, it's just sort of aspiring to, you know what? If it's possible to become that, and Peter tells us this, that God has given us everything we need for life of godliness in who Christ is and in the Holy Spirit. We don't do this just sort of trying to imitate Jesus. We literally have God working through us. It's about cooperating with God, not leading God, but also not getting behind God, letting him bring us along. And, and for me, the whole point about getting your life back is when I look back, I'm not proud of moments when I've been angry. I'm not proud of moments when I've been impatient with my loved ones or others. I'm not proud of moments when I'm harsh. I want to be generous. I'm not proud of moments when I wilt instead of being courageous. It's it's sort of like, okay, I don't have to put up with those things that bring shame, that bring regret, that destroy my relationships. In fact, I can become someone who can inspire others, who has better memories, uh, and, and be the person that God created me to be. I, I believe it's a beautiful life. And, you know, I, I'm just telling you, for me, it's, it's I, I can't even begin to say I haven't 
gotten 5% of where I want to go, but there's just this sense of joy and adventure being on the journey, being a part of the glorious pursuit that, you know, I might not be there yet, but I'm farther down the road than I was two years ago or five years ago. And there's just a lot of joy in that. It's funny that you use the word adventure when I jotted down a question for you about the glorious pursuit. And even to, I was going to say, let's start with the title, and then we've gotten into a good conversation here. But um, the title is actually intriguing because it's uh, it's a, the title's alive and it's adventurous, it's glorious, and it's a pursuit. So where are we going? And so that, you know, that I think it's well well done in that regard. Um, but then, but then, kind of also, my wife and I talk about this too. Uh, there are times where people can be on the legalistic side and trying to like, which you can't, but earn God's favor by trying to be a good person. Um, you know, we're, we're saved by his, his, uh, his grace alone and through faith in Christ. But, but he did create us for good works ahead of time. So there is a life that comes after and, and he wants our lives to be different on the, but the other side of it can be, I want to just be, I realize that we're all human. So at any given point I could fall off. So it's like, we're, we're almost afraid to, to succeed. I don't know if that makes sense, but right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I, when you look at the church today, this is where I really do go against the grain. We have been so afraid of legalism, which is a real spiritual danger, all right? It, it, I'm right. not discounting that. Right. But we're so afraid of it. We throw out the verses, like Peter says, make every effort to add to your faith, and we're a lot weaker. And, and when we see what's happening among the leadership, Tim, you know, it's like my friends and I used to joke, it used to be every six months, another thing would happen, then it was every month, and now lately, it seems like every week, who is it next? I go back to the Eastern Orthodox Church. There's a point in the Eastern Orthodox Church's history where they valued experience over education. I'm, I'm not discounting education. I think education is crucial. But they were saying, if a man isn't humble, he's not ready to be a pastor. I said, you can, you can get a degree, but does this man display real humility? We've gotten so far away from character defining somebody's qualifications. It's what are your degrees? What can you do in the front of a room? How well can you keep people spellbound? And I think most people would say the church is paying a price for not emphasizing character growth as a foundation of spiritual formation. Not about salvation, but about discipleship. I love that. That's and it's a great distinction for folks to and all of us to remember, and it it really brings clarity to that because there there are different things. Uh, Gary Thomas, our guest, writer, speaker, again serves on the teaching team at his church in Houston. A uh, very important question in all of this is: Will the Texans be retaining quarterback Deshaun Watson or not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, but you know, isn't it funny? Alabama, they go and get a. NFL head coach to be their office, offensive coordinator to replace somebody they lose. I mean, a- Alabama gets rich or whatever they do, and it seems like Texas teams just keep getting poor. So <laughs> yeah. I-, I don't know. It's We'll see. Um, who knows? Yeah, Gary Thomas, our guest, Glorious Pursuits, the book, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be. Uh, speaking of sports, just a quick check. Sixers beat Boston last night, 117-109. They are home tomorrow night against the same Boston Celtics at 7.30. Flyers play the uh, Boston uh, the Boston team of the uh, Bruin variety, 7 o'clock tonight. And in our partnership with Preborn, 328 ultrasounds down, 232 to go. Each one is $28. They are uh, potentially life-saving. Just the opportunity to see what's inside the truth of the baby growing is a very powerful thing. 
If you want to help out, it's 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Or click the Preborn banner where you will see the quote-unquote scorecard. We have the, the list up there. 560 is the goal overall. That's where the 328 and 232 come from. Uh, right on our homepage, Preborn banner at WFIL.com. January being Sanctity of Human Life Month. We're teamed up with Preborn, which is a ministry that provides free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. And so we're glad to do that. And thank you to all who have helped out. In fact, a couple of quick shout outs here. Uh, we had uh, June in Sicklerville, New Jersey, do five, which is a $140 gift. Thank you, June. And Milton in Philadelphia also did five. Jamie in Collingswood, New Jersey, did one. Jay in Lansdale did seven and a half. And then Rochelle, where's Rochelle from? Rochelle is in uh, Elkins Park. And she did a $40 gift, which is like one and a half. So you don't have to worry. You have to do multiples of 28. You can do whatever God puts on your heart. But teaming up together, it's a beautiful thing to watch the WFI audience come together. So get glory to God for that. And if you want to, again, help out, it's 833-850-BABY. 833-850-2229 or WFIL.com. Brief break. We'll keep our conversation rolling. Wrap up our chat with Gary Thomas here, author of The Glorious Pursuit on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 443 on the Tim DeMoss Show. We have been talking uh, with author Gary Thomas this hour about the book, The Glorious Pursuit, uh, specifically becoming who God created us to be. But you've written how many other books? Like a couple dozen oh, almost? or 20, yeah. Yeah. A little over 20. Okay. Is there, uh, just so, so folks are aware as they he- hear your name too, is there another, you know, they read The Glorious Pursuit, what do they do, what do, they do next? Or yeah. Well, the the book I'm, that most people have known about because of the numbers is called Sacred Marriage. And, and that's about how God uses marriage to help us grow in holiness. The subtitle is, What if God designed marriage to make us holy more than make us happy? Not instead of happy. But I love John Wesley's point that I've never known anybody who's truly happy who's not pursuing holy. Because in the end, I think if most listeners would think about it, our sin makes us miserable. You give in. You don't feel good about it. It might be fun in the moment, but you pay for it with the hours for the minutes of pleasure. And so it kind of fits along if you want to apply this to marriage. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm starting to practice the virtues. How does this apply in marriage? I wrote Sacred Parenting. Again, it's not a how-to parenting book. It's how God uses parenting to help the parent become more like Christ. Now you see you're applying Instead of just trying to get your kids to behave, you see how God is helping your kids to help you learn how to behave. It's sort of been a theme in my life, um, just a chance to grow in Christ's likeness. The, the theme of my blog, GaryThomas.com, or my website is Closer to Christ, Closer to Others. And the notion is, how can we get closer and closer to Jesus, and how do we get closer and closer to each other? And I found the closer I get to Jesus, the closer I'm able to get to others, and relationship is a key component of helping me, once again, to get closer to Jesus. So it's, it's this great circle, relating to God, relating to others. It's the stuff of life that matters the most. And, you know, the pursuits we could have, one of the things uh, William Law says that is just funny about a man who spent his entire life trying to put aside 100,000 pairs of boots and spurs, or 1,000 pairs of boots and spurs. And everybody laughed because when he died, what good is it to have 1,000 pairs of boots and spurs? And he said, well, but what's the difference between doing that 
and trying to have a thousand pounds, which several hundred years ago was worth a whole lot more than it is now. And it amazes me of all the things that we can pursue. A lot of those things are are like that. Life is wasted on things. I, I have a friend whose dad died recently and as his dad kept going through dementia and, and other issues, his house, you know, he moved out of his house and he nerved in a nursing home. They had to keep getting rid of his things. On the day he died, they had to get rid of all of his dad's clothes because they were all worn out. And his dad's entire possessions fit in a Tupperware crate. And he looked at it and he goes, Dad, this is it. But he said he celebrated it because his dad was a man of faith. His dad was a man of relationship, and the reality is if Jeff Bezos died today, he's not bringing anything more to heaven than that man did. So um, it really does help us get our priorities about the opportunity to have relationships, character, and faith. Gary Thomas, uh, been kind enough to hang out with us. The book, The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be, came out, what was the original uh, year, roughly? You remember? Uh, I think it was 98. Okay. Yeah, so it's been a little over 20 years. Okay, so it's updated freshly, uh, all that stuff. And uh, But um, something, I just, you tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I, I feel like um, a few years ago, I don't know, but people have life verses sometimes, and all of God's Word is great. Um, but a few years ago, one verse in particular came to mind that uh, I, I go to all the time, and it probably lines up some with the virtues that you're talking about in the book. Psalm 84, 11b uh, basically says, uh, the beginning of it says, Our God is a sun and shield. No good thing does he withhold hmm. from those whose walk is blameless. Hmm. And uh, it's right before betters one day in your courts, or right after yeah. Uh, than a thousand elsewhere. And when I read that, I didn't think so much about me being blameless, like I'm doing everything perfectly. I read it more about as God's character. And I, I share this on the show every once in a great while uh, because nobody likes to be mi- misrepresented. And uh, God probably included that people think God's a bad guy or he's, he's out to get him or he's holding back, really. And the thought of no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless, that God's not in the business of holding back on you or making you eat your broccoli, and then 50 years or 100 years from now, you'll be glad you did. But that right in the very moment right now, choosing to honor him is literally the best option, not just because you'll be glad later, but you'll be glad right now, this very second. You know, so your book, and I'm bringing this up because, so that people can say at at no point in the time-space continuum is God, God's option second to what you would choose for yourself. Right? So, And your book celebrates, that's like getting back to that, the glorious pursuit, from the way I read it, talks about that very thing, that it's about celebrating the growth and celebrating the goodness of God through these different virtues that we'd be pursuing, not that they're restrictive or we're you know, putting ourselves in a frowny position and then eventually we'll, we'll lift our heads and be glad we lived this suffering kind of life. It's like, no, it's about developing who God wants you to be. So, and ultimately, I think for a healthy Christian, who we want to be. Most of us want to be people of courage and patience and discernment, people who are thankful instead of uh, bitter, people who are gentle instead of harsh, people who are humble instead of arrogant and brash. So I, I think in the end, it is what God wants us to be. But like you said, that ultimately comes back to what we should want to be. It really is the best life possible. There isn't a better life lived than the one that Jesus lived. It wasn't an easy life, 
but it was a glorious life. And what should take our breath away is that Jesus says, I'll give you my Holy Spirit. You have my example. You can become more like me. Yeah. Gary Thomas, our guest, author of The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be. Uh, you also do the speaking thing, right? Just so we, we touch on that before we wrap up. Do you, do you travel? I mean, that nowadays oh, maybe yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. but A yeah. <laughs> little, little bit less last year, but it's starting up again. I did a conference a couple of weeks ago and got some coming up in February. So it's really fun to be out in a road. And, and Tim, this might sound funny, yeah. but when I did that conference for me, one thing that I just loved was pulling into a church parking lot that had cars in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For so many months, we've been passing by parking lots that are empty, and I'm just like, oh, Lord, bring us back. And it was in Texas, which has opened up a little bit, although they did great social distancing. had a section for mass only and kept people separate and whatnot. But it it was fun to gather again. It really was. I bet. If I have my facts straight, you've done the speaking thing in 49 states. So who's the holdout? Who needs to get on the stick? (laughs) Yeah, I always do that. South Dakota. I've been to South Dakota, but I haven't taught in South Dakota. So if anybody knows a church in South Dakota, they can get a friend and family rate, man. I'd love to. My wife kind of thinks I shouldn't because she says it sounds more authentic when you say 49 than 50. Yeah, 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 um, sure. Well, you can stand (laughs) on a street corner, right? Stand on a street corner and just start preaching to the the, audience, and then you kind of did it there. Well, there you go. Yeah. And I heard, I also read that you were been in nine countries. So if you could add one more to make it 10, Monk would, I, I'm sure, appreciate. Have you ever watched the TV show Monk? Yeah. 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 He likes even yeah. numbers. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, what was so sad is that even as we're speaking, I was supposed to be leaving for Asia. We had a m- many countries in Asia that's been asking me to come. And hmm. my duties here in Houston, we just couldn't do it. So we decided we'd put them all together. And this month we had six Asian countries that I was going to go from country to country, country and be gone for three to four weeks. Wow. Um, I was really looking forward to it. And unfortunately... Uh, COVID wiped that out. And so we're going to have to look a, a year or two from now to to resurrect that tour. So, Gary, la- last question, just kind of on, on that note, because we want to say, you know, for God, we talk about on this program, uh, John 316, for God so loved the world. And um, we we often have guests on, even who aren't believers, just to engage in some conversation. Many, many are, but not all are. And so we'd like to have a global perspective. Um, which countries have you been to? And just generally speaking, what do you find about the need, about the gospel, about your book, too. It just how people respond in, in other cult- cultures, what's the same and what's different than in America. Yeah. yeah. Well, my wife is better at remembering these things. I've been to <laughs> okay. Germany, Japan, Malaysia, South Africa, um, Hong Kong, Singapore, Canada, if that counts. It definitely. Um, <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, th- th- there's some, I don't know. I don't know if that's nine, but I think one of the things that, that moved me most is in South Africa. I've written a book called Sacred Pathways about nine different ways that we connect with God. And labor was so cheap there 20 years ago. I mean, it was just with the economy. They built a chapel. I mean, as a church, they met in a large auditorium like you'd see here in the U.S., but they built a chapel that had nine nine of my pathways represented for those that would consider themselves enthusiasts or sensates or contemplatives or intellectuals or whatnot. And it was just overwhelming to see it translated into a different culture um, mm. that uh, I don't know that I'll ever forget that moment. So uh, it's been fun. I, I love to get out there and see what God is doing. You know, we, we often... Are, are so worried because we look at the world and we see hatred and we see division and 
we see some vile things, but I've just had the privilege of being in about 500 pulpits in the U.S. and going in the world, and I tell you, God is doing some great stuff, and there's no way Satan can stay ahead of him. Uh, He's inspiring too many women and men and even children who are doing creative things, sacrificial things, proclaiming the name of Jesus. It really inspires me when I see the full breadth of of God's church, and uh, I'm I'm very thankful for this life He's allowed me to live. Amen. And thank you for taking time to share it with us, because it's great to get that perspective and help uh, each of us to step back from our own area and realize that God's the God of the whole world and all these places you've traveled and some have done more than others, but uh, that that's great to hear that report. So thank you for that. And for the book too, The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be. Uh, God bless you. Keep up the great work there. Thank you so much, Tim. It's been a delight to talk with you. All right. You too, Gary Thomas, our guest, The Glorious Pursuit, Becoming Who God Created Us to Be. Very quick break. We're going to slip in a cool song in just a second. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 455. Hip-hop artist KJ52 has joined our fine broadcast a number of times in the past. We hope to have him on our famous Friday show tomorrow. He has a new song out called One Year Ago. Been listening to it a lot lately. It's a true story. KJ's, but it could easily apply to anybody. The end of a career, his rap uh, career, start of something new, being a pastor in his case, and then the feeling maybe I should go back to what I was doing and the struggle of trying to wonder, is that me talking or is that God talking? And holding on to God as his portion, as he says in the song, in the meantime, and continuing to move forward regardless of not knowing what's going on. We'll talk about it more with KJ tomorrow. Enjoy the song in the meantime. This is One Year Ago. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. One year ago, one year ago, yeah, I was praying for a miracle. It's KJ52, guest rapper, no whosoever go. south, we'll get you the full song tomorrow, it's a little part of it today, one year, one year ago. ago. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks for listening in today. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.